0: Earthquake in Morocco rescuers reach remote mountain villages as aid trickles in. Ida Alame Vivian Ida Alame Nada Roshwin, Nada Roshwin Patrick Kingsley Patrick Kingsley Patrick Kingsley Vivian E Matthew Poke Big Matthew Pope Big Aurelian Breden Aurelian Breden Aurelian Breden Vivian Axel Boda and Brent McDonald Axel Boda and Brent McDonald Rebecca Carballo Aurelian Breden Vivian Matthew Pope Big Aurelian Breeden Aurelian Breeden, Ida Alame Matthew Pope Big Nada Roshwin Some towns remained inaccessible because of debris-blocking roads. Hopes of finding survivors, especially among flattened mudbrick homes, are dwindling three days after the quake. Rescuers have begun to reach remote mountain villages in Morocco that were hardest hit by the strongest earthquake to strike the area in more than a century, but on Monday, days after the disaster, many more settlements were still waiting for assistance. Some roads in the Atlas Mountains near the ancient city of Marrakesh remained blocked by landslides after Friday's earthquake, which had a magnitude of at least 6.8 and killed at least 2,497 people, according to government figures. Search and rescue teams from the Moroccan military and other emergency responders had set up camp just outside the town of Amismas at the foot of the mountains. It appeared to be flowing in on Monday with ambulances and uniformed emergency personnel on the streets. International rescue teams from Britain and Spain have arrived in Morocco, and more are on their way. The Moroccan government has also officially accepted aid from Qatar and the United Arab Emirates, although small teams of volunteer rescue workers from around the world have also started to trickle in. Catherine Kalana, France's foreign minister, denied on Monday that Morocco was refusing French aid because of frosty diplomatic relations between the two countries and said it was up to the Moroccan authorities to decide the timing and nature of any foreign assistance. On Sunday, some governments and aid groups had said they were waiting for Morocco to give the green light, even as rural hospitals were overwhelmed. Many survivors were still without power and phone service on Monday, fueling some criticism online about the government's response. In some villages, where homes are made of mud bricks, as many as half of the houses were flattened. Many Moroccans had stepped in to fill in the gaps, because aid was slow to arrive. Here's what you need to know. The Moroccan government has been generally tight-lipped since the earthquake struck, releasing little information about rescue efforts and providing only infrequent updates on casualties. On social media, some Moroccans criticize the response so far as slow and uncoordinated. Moroccan law criminalizes criticism of the king. On Sunday, villages across the Atlas Mountains, even those just an hour or two from Marrakesh, a major city, were getting little or no official help. Ambulances were a rare sight, with most injured people who had been pulled from the wreckage being driven to Marrakesh hospitals by private car or motorcycle, if they made it at all. In Dirtnerd, a village in the Atlas Mountains, rescuers said some bodies were emerging in such terrible condition that relatives were rushing to bury them without washing them, skipping a usually essential part of the Muslim funerary ritual. Memories are still fresh of a 2004 earthquake that was one of the most devastating in recent years. At that time, the Prime Minister did not visit the hardest hit areas immediately because protocol dictated that he not make an appearance before the King did. A convoy of NGO ambulances is waiting to enter the village of Duratnert in the Atlas Mountains, where residents on Sunday said that they had received almost no official relief. A lack of ambulances and other transportation from this remote village meant that some people pulled from the rubble over the weekend died before they could be taken to Marrakesh for treatment, while others waited for hours before being driven there by private transport, residents said. From the first seconds after this devastating earthquake occurred, and in following the instructions of His Royal Majesty, all civil and military authorities and medical staff, military and civil, have worked on the swift and effective intervention to rescue the victims and recover the bodies of the martyrs, the government spokesperson, Mustafa Baidas, said Sunday night in a video posted on his social media channels, in apparent reference to complaints of a slow government response. But some Israeli emergency responders have yet to be welcomed by Morocco, Megan David Adam, another Israeli emergency medical service, said its team was still waiting while the Moroccan government decided whether it wanted its help. We're here in Israel and ready, and just waiting for the Moroccan government, said Zaki Heller, a spokesman for the service. Video player loading https://static01.nyt.com/images/2023/09/11/video/11vid-morocco-father/11vid-morocco-father-superjumbo.jpg So far, Morocco has officially accepted aid from Spain, Qatar, the United Kingdom and the United Arab Emirates, although small teams of volunteer rescue workers from around the world have also started to trickle into the country. In a statement, on Sunday evening, the Moroccan Interior Ministry said it would continue to precisely assess needs on the ground because non-coordination in such situations can be counterproductive. Catherine Kalana, France's foreign minister, denied on Monday that Morocco was refusing French aid and said it was up to Moroccan authorities to decide the timing and nature of any foreign assistance. Morocco is sovereign and can determine its own needs alone, Kalana, told BFMTV, denying that the hold-up was due to frosty diplomatic relations between the two countries in recent years. The doorbell rang over and over, but the house was gone. Like almost every building in Duratnert, a village high up in the Atlas Mountains of Morocco, the home was a rubble of broken mud bricks, its broken doorbell insisting in vain that, even after a powerful earthquake, it was still a place where humans could live. At first, the villagers had hoped to find survivors underneath the rubble of their houses. Right after the quake struck on Friday, they started search and rescue with their bare, untrained hands, eventually adding shovels and picks. By Sunday, the government had sent neither emergency responders nor aid to Durtnert and several other mountain villages visited by journalists for The New York Times. The villagers were on their own, stuck at the end of winding, narrow mountain passes, at the mercy of the monumental landscape where they lived. That night, everyone was screaming, said Zara I.D. Al-Houseen, who was watching a few of her male neighbors sifting through the debris of her collapsed house in search of her relatives on Sunday afternoon. We heard screams until we stopped hearing anything, The list of loved ones Ms. I.D. Alhousie knows she lost in the earthquake is unbearably long, her late husband's son, the son's wife and three of their children, including a baby, all of whom had lived with her. Then there are those she knew must have died, even if she had not yet seen their bodies, a five-year-old and the two children of her husband's brother. When the house started shaking, Ms. I.D. had just gotten into bed and was about to put on the late-night radio program she started listening to earlier this year to keep herself company after her husband died, one in which Moroccans discussed their problems and their life stories. Then the ceiling fell on her like an elevator, she said. The only thing that kept her from dying, too, was her mattress, which the force of the collapsing house folded on top of her as it came down. She screamed for help, her mouth filling with dust, until men pulled her out. Now she sat alternately on a pile of rocks and a cushion someone had found somewhere, surrounded by the wreckage of her home, chunks of concrete, bamboo rods used for roofing splayed everywhere, a twisted refrigerator, a satellite dish plopped on top of it all. Somewhere down there were the other children. She had not heard them scream. A few amateur rescuers from the neighborhood stood atop the heap, throwing down clothes or other salvageable items as they found them. Did anyone have masks? they asked. The smell of the corpses was getting to them. Throughout Duratnert, rescuers said, the bodies of the dead were emerging in such terrible condition that relatives were rushing to bury them without washing them, skipping an essential part of the Muslim funerary ritual, or having a prayer said. In some cases, they did not even dig holes, simply throwing earth over the dead in an effort to restore their dignity as quickly as possible. They don't want to see them, and, well, it's about respect for the dead, Ms. I.D. Alhoussin said. Some had been rescued alive, including several pulled out on Saturday, but left to wait so long for transportation to Marrakesh hospitals that they died before someone could load them into their car or onto their motorcycle, residents said. Ambulances were nowhere to be seen. If you make it, you make it, said Abdesham at 17, one of the volunteer diggers. If you don't, you don't. Video player loading, https slash slash images slash 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 video slash vidmaraco quakri slash g. In Malabrahim, a hard-hit village in the Atlas Mountains, one resident, Yasin Nimgar, said that the earthquake struck while he and his family were eating dinner and that it had rendered their home unlivable, forcing them to sleep outdoors for the past two nights. Bars after a 6.8-magnitude earthquake struck on Friday, toppling buildings and forcing some Moroccans to sleep outside and line up for desperately needed aid, tourists were resuming guided tours on Sunday and lining up outside destinations like the Bahia Palace in Marrakech. Nina Wade, a visitor from Sydney, Australia, has been in Morocco for two weeks and arrived in Marrakech on Saturday morning. Life seemed nearly normal, she said, people were walking the streets and frequenting the shops in the Medina, an ancient area of the city with narrow, walled streets and cobblestones. The quake has not halted Ms. Wade's trip, she and her husband planned to visit the city's main square, Jima L. F. N. A., for dinner on Sunday, but it has made them more cautious. She said they probably wouldn't venture into the Medina in case there are tremors. It's a bit like a maze in there, Ms. Wade said. So, if anything happens, it's really hard to get out of the Medina because you get lost quite easily. Tourism is a significant sector in the Moroccan economy, accounting for about 7.1% of the country's gross domestic product in 2019, before the pandemic. It provided an estimated 565,000 jobs, or 5% of total employment, according to the the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, a 38-country entity that promotes world trade. Some travel agencies in Morocco have noticed a slight uptick in cancellations, while others said it was largely business as usual. One company, RJ Travel, had about 50 clients on various private and group tours around the country when the quake struck. Some of them had to sleep outside because of safety concerns, said Joel Lado, a founder of the agency. Eventually, the situation stabilized, and visitors were able to continue with their planned itineraries, and our accommodations in Marrakesh were deemed safe, Mr. Lado wrote in a statement. Ayuba Araui, a tour guide for another business, Lopana Travel and Leisure, said the company had to cancel seven excursions in Marrakesh province, where a number of villages experienced damage. Some people were cancelling their trips altogether, deciding to skip Marrakech in favor of cities elsewhere in Morocco or even outside of the country. There are some tourists who decide to go to a city far away from Marrakech just to be away from the stress, Mr. Arawi said. Youssef Chula was asleep in his home in Gloucestershire, England, when he awoke to a call from his brother in Marrakech late Saturday. All he could hear was screams and his brother shouting, It's an earthquake! It's an earthquake! By daybreak, the damage was clear, the family's home in Marrakesh was uninhabitable, and another in his ancestral hometown, Amizmiz, was also severely damaged. They have nowhere they can go back to, Mr. Chilla said of his family, who spent Saturday night sleeping in a field with several other families. They are camping, and they don't know what tomorrow will bring. The disaster has stunned the Moroccan diaspora, with many trying to channel grief and horror into action. Some are rallying together to send funds and organize shipments of supplies for survivors while others are heading home to help on the ground. There is a very strong attachment to the home country, said Latif Latifte, 68, who lives in Avignon, a city in southern France with a large Moroccan community. Mr Day, who helps manage a small non-governmental organization that funds long-term development projects, said he hoped to harness the outpouring of support for Morocco to do that kind of work there, helping to build new roads and schools, for example. But Mr Day said he had received dozens of calls from Moroccans who want to immediately send help home. People are saying, I have blankets, I have diapers, I have food, and are asking where they can bring it all, he said. For Moroccans watching from afar, the only thing that helps them is knowing that they helped, that they didn't just stand idly by," Mr. Day said. The French Council of the Muslim Faith, an umbrella group of Muslim organizations, has called upon all mosques in France, which has the largest Moroccan community in Europe because of the country's colonial ties, to open their doors to families and friends of the quake's victims, and it urged people to donate what they could. Ella Williams, a British doctoral student who has been living in Telet-Nyakob, a town near the quake's epicentre, was trying to overcome a feeling of helplessness. She arrived in Britain for a visit shortly before the quake struck and has barely slept since, spending hours on the phone trying to locate friends and neighbours as people described to her the horrifying ordeal of searching for relatives in pitch dark. It's been an incredibly difficult few days, she said. I've lost friends, and my friends have lost their families." In the midst of her grief, Ms. Williams began raising money for the British-Moroccan Society, a charity that promotes connections between the two countries. As of Sunday afternoon, the group had already raised £50,000, or $62,000, and had sent out a vehicle filled with food, drinking water, and blankets, she said. Ms. Williams was planning to return to Morocco on Monday to coordinate relief efforts on the ground. Mr. Chula, 41, said he was gathering money to send home. He was born in a Mismiz and has gone back almost every year since, and it was difficult for him to comprehend what will await him upon his next return. We are doing the best from our side, he said, adding that we will give them comfort if we can. Emergency workers trying to rescue survivors still buried under rubble after an earthquake in Morocco almost certainly must complete their work in the next two days, according to Caroline Holt, a senior official at the International Federation of Red Cross and Red Crescent Societies. But damaged buildings present an extremely dangerous environment and the risk of injury to those trying to help is real, said Ms. Holt, director for disaster, climate and crises at the organization. More than 2,000 people died in Friday's earthquake, which hit remote and mountainous villages near the city of Marrakech in southern Morocco. The rough terrain has made it difficult for government rescuers and aid workers to reach many of the affected areas. But rescuers must act quickly, because after four or five days, the possibility of survival dwindles. It's just a rush, it's a race against time to just get to those places," Ms Holt said, adding that the immediate priority aside from rescue would include clean water, shelter and cooking facilities. Local residents in the immediate vicinity are almost always the first on the scene with help, followed only later by governments and aid workers, she said. One crucial task will be mapping the earthquake zone to assess how many villages and other remote areas are yet to be reached by outside help. But that work is still ongoing, she said. Ms. Holt said that the magnitude of the destruction caused by the earthquake would test any government's capacity to respond, and Morocco is no exception. Government officials and emergency workers have to personally cope with a disaster like everyone else, and an initial response is often shock. I can understand why it's taking some time to pull together, she said. In a breakdown of the 2,122 deaths reported so far, Morocco's Interior Ministry said more than half, 1,351 people, had been killed in Haouz province. The next two hardest-hit provinces were Turudent, with 492 dead, and Cheshewa, with 201 dead. All three provinces overlapped with the Atlas Mountains, where many remote villages were devastated by the earthquake. Seventeen deaths have been reported in the area of the major city of Marrakech. Cradled between two ridges of the Atlas Mountains south of Marrakech is Asgur, a village of roughly 200 that has been reduced to a collapsed sand castle of crumbling mud bricks. Half of the buildings, some of which dated back to before Morocco's colonization by the French, were entirely rubble, residents said. The other half were uninhabitable, On Sunday, a few dozen villagers were living near the ruins of a pink terracotta mosque on a growing pile of colorful blankets and mats in the shade of two trees. Other residents set up similar encampments elsewhere. Fifteen people were killed when the powerful quake struck late on Friday night. With no power or phone service, there would be no calls for outside help. Young men following screams in the dark pulled people out of the rubble with their bare hands, skipping the use of tools for fear of causing further collapse. We didn't wait for anybody to start saving people's lives, said the village's imam, Abdeljala Lamgrary, 33. Wafa Ait Sala, 27, took a bus and hitchhiked for hours to reach Asgur, after being unable to reach her mother and her younger brother by phone. They were fortunate, her mother, a woman in her fifties, recalled the fear she felt while trapped in her home, before other villagers managed to break through the door. But another family member, Ms. 8 Sulla's uncle, died in the quake. Residents buried their dead themselves, unable to wash them, as Muslim burial rituals require, because there was no water. A lack of water had dogged the village for several years amid a prolonged drought that punished rural areas across the country for so long that wells and streams have all but dried up. With the usual pumping mechanisms broken by the earthquake, the villagers were having to venture miles away to draw water from working wells. Rain is forecast for this week, said Jamal Alabriki, 54, the head of a village association, making an effort at optimism. Without it, we are afraid. It's going to be really bad." But almost as pressing was the village's lack of food. The women had cooked what little they had in their refrigerators for the community and residents were hoping for the swift arrival of donations or humanitarian aid. In spite of everything, residents like Ms. Ait Sulla did not want to abandon their homes and possessions. I don't know what to do, she said. Everything my mom owns is inside her house. Haouz, the Moroccan region that was hit the hardest by a powerful earthquake on Friday, is home to some of the most spectacular scenery in the country, including the highest peak in the Atlas Mountains and Bucolic Valleys where domestic and foreign tourists alike enjoy freshly cooked tagines served on picnic tables in the middle of a bubbling river. The epicentre of the quake was about 30 miles west of Okaindan, a popular ski resort in the high Atlas Mountains and southeast of the major southern city of Marrakesh. It was the strongest earthquake to strike the area in at least 123 years, according to the United States Geological Survey. Nearly 1,300 of the 2012 deaths reported so far by the government were concentrated in the Alhaus region, which has a population of more than 600,000 and is home to some of the country's poorest people. Among the tourist attractions reachable in about an hour's drive from Marrakesh are the Tubkal Summit, the tallest peak in North Africa, and the stunning Arika River Valley, which cuts through the Atlas Mountains and is a popular destination for Moroccans and foreign visitors who drive the scenic route, where dozens of small restaurants line the shallow, rocky river. But despite its beauty, the region has faced economic challenges. The area is home to about 40 villages where jobs revolve mostly around tourism and unemployment is running high. Climate change has lowered the productivity of farmland that was already difficult to cultivate because of the rugged landscape and the arid soil. Many in the younger generations are migrating to cities in search of work. Many of the houses in this region use traditional mud-brick construction methods, which are vulnerable to earthquakes and heavy rains. On Saturday, communications with people living in the area's small villages were difficult, suggesting that rescue efforts could be complicated.